Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We are so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is March 22nd, 2022. We do thank you for coming back on with us. And uh, of course, uh, if you're new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. And uh, of course, um, we're bringing back with us um, a guest we've brought on uh, once before, and uh, we love having him on. He has a lot to bring to the table, to the Lord's table. Uh, once again, I am Greg Messina, but we bring on uh, with us Pastor Patrick Winfrey uh, to the right of me. Welcome back, brother. Hey, brother. Thank you for having me. God bless you guys tonight. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Thank you. Wonderful having you on. And uh, you have a lot to speak about today. And uh, we're going to get right into God's word. And we're going to we're going to learn a little bit more about uh, what uh, he has uh, been showing you um, in terms of uh, revelation, uh, in terms of uh, what's going on with the world today, especially with the rapture and uh, and our relationship with the Lord. Right. So um, we also bring back with us Brother Robert Hagan. Hello, guys. Nice to, nice to be here with you. Patrick, good to see you again. Good to really, see you too, brother. Blessing to see you. So, um, Brother Bob Barber is uh, not ma- able to make it tonight. Um, he has decided he's going, he's on a trip. He's not going on a trip. He's on a trip with his family right now. Uh, and uh, he's in an area where he cannot get uh, much service, um, Wi-Fi service. So he would was not able to uh, make it tonight. Uh, Brother Kevin Hookman is supposed to join us, but he's going to be joining us a little bit late today. And um, so it's going to be the three of us for now. But um, Brother Patrick, uh, please let us know uh, what what's going on with your ministry and uh, what has the Lord been showing you recently? Uh, well, first of all, I would say thanks for having me again, my brothers. It's a blessing to be here with you. I've been uh, very busy with my uh, ministry work in the Philippines. And then, of course, my YouTube channel. Um, the Lord is having me do specifically, I've been on YouTube for 11 years. Of course, I've been a missionary in the Philippines since 2007, full time. I've uh, been in the ministry since 2000 and uh, worked and planted churches in the States before I moved to the Philippines in 2007. Um and I don't know if I've ever mentioned that much in my videos either, my uh, history of serving the Lord for 21 years this year in the ministry. Um, so in 2011, the Lord had really you know, commanded me to get on YouTube and begin to prepare the bride for the rapture. So that'll be 11 years this July since I started on YouTube. Um, I just, just thought about that as another 11 of what we're talking about, the judgment of God. Uh, that we were talking about before we went live. Um, so the Lord had given me these two dreams to get started um, and telling me. And so one of the dreams that I've had reoccurring since that would be June or July of 2011 was this uh, nuclear detonation on the Korean peninsula. So the thing is, is that, um, and we would see that just at the time of the rapture. Um, and I've, The Lord had given me so many different signs, like road signs to the rapture, and I have never went back and watched my videos. I have a prayer journal, and sometimes I write down my dreams and visions. And and then when I started doing YouTube, 
sometimes I didn't write it down. I just made a video that day and I, hey, I've got a record of it. Here it is. And so I, I don't have my videos organized and categorized properly with the names because I felt led by the Lord to have those nuggets hidden in there for those who were seeking after the deeper things of God. Because I know there's many people that run to and fro who who just want to know when the rapture is, but or when's the return of the Lord, but they themselves are probably not even rapture ready. There, there's people that follow, you know, like Nostradamus and all these kind of things and mix all those things together. Um, and I wanted people who are serious in the Lord to see the things the Lord has showed me. But now, you know, the Lord is having me to change that and begin to declare the things he showed me. So, and, and, you know, and make a video and give links to the old videos I'd made years ago. As an example, I had a, a dream, um, this was more recently, this was in January, uh, January, 2019. I had a dream and in that dream, in one dream, I had, the first dream was I was in Canada trying to evangelize. And while I was trying to evangelize the people, they all began to sing the Canadian national anthem and they were singing so loud, they, they couldn't hear me. And then there was another group of people who were singing the new world order national anthem. And so there was a fight so who would control Canada, the New World Order or the Canadian people? And so, of course, that happened with the truckers uh, roadblocks that they just had, you know, January this year. Uh, but in the same night, I had another dream that I, the, all the world leaders were meeting and they were plotting the New World Order. And I went into the room and I began to yell the gospel and just you know, yell it aggressively toward them. They need to get saved. And all of the world leaders left, but Putin and two other world leaders who I didn't know. And Putin said, let me show you something. Come follow me. And I started following Putin and he turned into a dragon. And then he swallowed one of the other leaders. And so this was the same night. Of course, in reality, the order of those events were back to back. You know, we had the Canadian thing with the Canadian national anthem. And then immediately that stopped and went straight into the war in Ukraine. And then I had a third dream. And in this two, January 2019, and in the third dream, I was in a war, a battlefield. And it was like World War One because they had trenches and all this stuff. And there was a, a doctor or a physician. And I, and when I was in the army, in a, I was in the army for 10 years and I was a medic. Uh, and so in my dream, I was a sergeant again and a medic in the army. Uh, and in my dream, I thought it was real, of course. And there was a physician and they told me, take this physician to the headquarters of the, our, the allied nation that's right beside us. So I'm escorting him through the trenches and I'm telling him and complaining to this doctor about the conditions here, all the horrible things going on, how hard it is, you know, with everything in this battlefield. And the, this doctor, this physician never spoke to me. So when we get to the next country's connecting trench, we had to go up, 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 and up, and up, and up through this tunnel system going vertically. And when we got in there, there was a reception room and there was a woman and I saw the Canadian flag again, a giant Canadian flag and there's a woman at the reception desk who's sitting there and she was an officer. Everyone in there was an officer. And there was like the generals and all of this. 
And so I told the doctor, I said, well, I'm bringing you here. You can talk to the generals and I'm going to get to hear this conversation. This is interesting to me. And then suddenly the receptionist said to the doctor, she said, we have 250,000 of us of this army who are ready for the final battle of the ages. Are you at this time going to release us for Canada? Mm. And then I realized he's a physician. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought this guy was a doctor who was going to see these generals, but she's asking him this question. You know, who is this guy? You know? So I went around and saw it's the Lord, the great physician. And he began to speak the book, the words of the book of Revelation, you know, about the the judgments. And he said, for these three reasons, even for four, it's like, I think from Hosea, from the book of Hosea, uh, will I bring judgment upon, and he started naming the nations, just like from Hosea. And and then I went, and, and when he was finished, I started talking to the secretary, and I said, are you, you guys are Christians? This is a Christian army? She said, yes, we're like Christians. And I said, are you evangelical? And she said, we are even angelical. And I saw her name tag, and it said, angel. So <laughs> these are the angels to come bring in the harvest. All three of those dreams were in the same night. Wow. So it was like those events are happening. And, and as I'm running my mouth here, I had a dream years ago, 2014 or 15. The Lord gave me the final sign before the rapture, which was the trident. And I didn't even know what that, you know, what it was. And then when I made that video, people were telling me, hey, that's the flag of Ukraine is the trident. I didn't even know that. So, OK. And then December the 5th of 21 two or three months ago, I had a vision of Putin. And I made that video too. You can see it, January, the, December the 5th, 2021. I saw a vision of Putin dressed as Napoleon. He was on a horse and he was ready for this war. And then he looked very strong. But when he turned, I saw his right arm was shriveled up and weak. And I mean, I made that video December the 5th. And so sure enough, I mean, that has come to pass also. And, and many other things the Lord has shown me. And, and the bottom line is I never even ever went back and reviewed any of my dreams or visions to see how they connected. And now suddenly the Lord has said, hey, go see this, go see this. He's leading me through my videos for 11 years and showing me these things and warning me to announce it. This is it. I mean, this is all coming together, brothers and sisters. The, the final hours upon the church age. It is time for us to hand the baton to Israel, to the 144,000, and we're going to be out of here. Amen. Good news. Amen. Oh, man. You, yeah, you just bring so much joy and excitement to all this. And that's one of the reasons why, why I love watching you and, and bringing you on. Uh, you know, we, we have so much, um, you know, as, as brothers and sisters of Christ, we have a lot in common. We have Christ as that common bond, right? Um, you know, there's some things that we, we disagree on and some things that we 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 most of most of the stuff we do agree on, really? um, you know, and some of those things I think, you know, we're, we're going to discuss tonight, of course. But uh, being that you're on and, uh, you know, you have this new this revelation here, I think uh, I think it would be I think it would be good just to get right into it and uh, discuss uh, the certain scripture verse that we brought up earlier. Um, you know, uh, for the intro, uh, Romans eleven twenty two. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, severity, 
but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in his goodness. Otherwise thou thou also shalt be cut off. Right? Okay, so tell us a little bit about this verse. What, why, is it, uh, why was it brought to your attention, Pastor, Pastor oh, Patrick? Oh, praise God. So praise God for his word. Hallelujah. Um, God bless everybody tonight in the comments. I just want to say that everyone who will see this video, God bless you. May the spirit of the Lord fill your heart with his love, with his joy, with his peace. So, I, I mean, I just want to say that first off right now. It's really in my spirit from the Lord the last several weeks as we finish this race for the church age, um, Jesus gave a new commandment in John 13. And he said to love one another as I have loved you. And he said, people would know you are my disciples because you have one love one for another. And I want to say that tonight. I know that some channels have a lot of contentious comments on my channel. I don't allow the contention because I want us to have unity in the spirit and the bond of peace on my channel. And I want people to to walk in the love of Christ. And that's what it's all about. There's there's nothing about winning a debate about all these secondary issues, about is there a rapture, not a rapture, etc. The Lord said that people will know you're my disciples because you have loved one for another. And and that is the number one thing. It's the Bible says these three things remain faith, hope and love or charity. And the greatest of these is love. And so God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So I want to say that right off the bat. It does, the number one thing that we can ever do and in this text is talking about not believing anymore. Stop believing in the Lord. Israel was cut off because they did not Receive the good report and who and I'm not going to sit here and read all of Romans 9 and 11. This is out of Romans chapter 11, 9 and 11 go together, particularly 9, 10 and 11. And it goes through all these things, how it says, who has believed our report, the good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so Israel was cut off because of unbelief, brothers and sisters. And this text says that you were grafted in to the root of the promises of God through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, because of faith. By grace are you saved through faith. And this verse from the Apostle Paul says, if you do not continue in that faith, you too will be cut off. So, but this message from the Lord is not about once saved, always saved, or not, or any of that. And so that's why the Lord has directed me to tell you, put everything else aside. Jesus said, if you love me, you're going to keep my commandments, which is to love one another as he has loved us, to love God with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. The three commandments that Jesus gave us, brothers and sisters. And without love, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, without love, I am nothing. No matter what I do, you can move mountains and it doesn't matter. So we're to be rooted and grounded in the love of Christ. The Lord loves us. And if we love him, it doesn't matter if I say, well, if I am go out here and do something evil, then I'm going to lose my salvation or I can do all the evil I want and the Lord still keeps me. That is not the argument for us to make, brothers and sisters, because if we love Jesus, we are going to follow him. We are going to walk with him. 
So being a Christian is all about walking with God in the cool of the day. Being a Christian is about breaking bread. Jesus said, I stand at the door and knock, Revelation chapter 3. Anyone who opens the door to me, I will eat with him and he will eat with me. The creator of the universe wants to simply have a relationship with us as father and children. He wants to eat at the table, literally break bread with us. Yes. Not just spiritually, literally. He literally wants to walk with us in the streets of heaven, in the garden. That is God's purpose for us, brothers and sisters. And so while we're here on earth, we are called to thank him, to praise him, to give a defense of the hope that lies within us. And it's not. And so when I, you know, I see other Christian YouTube channels and I see people going hog wild, arguing all these doctrines full of hate and God didn't, that is not of God, brothers and sisters. That is not of God. We are called to be one in the spirit, united with Jesus Christ. The world is full of confusion, but Jesus has given us his peace, brothers and sisters. So if you walk in the spirit, you won't get tangled up in wanting to win debates and all that. Because no matter what any of us think, whatever my opinion is or not, or uh, anybody, brother, all the brothers on here, whatever their opinions are, ultimately we have one master, one God one creator, and he is the one that all, the Bible says that every tongue be silent before the Lord. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. It is only by grace, brothers and sisters, that we stand tonight. Don't forget that. Don't forget that God bought you with a price. And I want to say that right off the bat. Nothing else matters but that right now, before we get into this imminent return of the Lord for the church. I'll start right there for a second. Amen. I didn't answer your question, brother. I'm getting ready to whenever you're ready. Hallelujah. Yeah, well, uh, Bob, you you really haven't had much to say since we started. I do apologize for that. So, oh, uh, that's okay. I can sit here listening. I, I assume I that's a big. <laughs> I assume that's a big amen on your your part. Or oh my, it's 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 such a it's such a huge deal. Uh, what what you were just saying there, Patrick. Uh, the, the contention, the division that's going on is just so great that, you know, the love of God is the, the greatest thing. I mean, it was, you talk about being rooted and grounded in love, talks about us being rooted and built up in him. You know, we need to, he needs to be our foundation. And uh, if there's people out there that are, searching for the truth, which there are a lot of them. Shoot, I was involved in Eastern religions before I got saved and different other things that I won't go into. But just if you're searching, you know, you've come to the right place tonight because, you know, it's really, it's vital to realize that you can't work hard enough to to save yourself. It's just not going to happen. Jesus Christ came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. He said in John 14 that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Now, I've, I've shared that verse with people before. They say, well, there's many ways to get to God. Not, not according to what Jesus Christ said. And that doesn't make us uh, narrow-minded. It's just the truth. And if you 
take the time to give Jesus Christ a chance, you won't be disappointed. You know, I, I can imagine we all have stories we could tell, but I was really blessed with what you were just saying there, Pastor, because, uh, I mean, we could we could uh, we could wrap it up right now after what you just said. I mean, it's really. It's vital that we love one another. If we can't love one another, how in the world are we going to be able to reach out and love the what you will call the unlovable out there? You know, people that you would think that would never believe the truth. You know, who are we to say that? That we're not going to be meeting somebody who who just does not look the part. You know, um, I've heard of conversions of uh, MS-13 guys. And you wouldn't. Would you dare witness to one of those guys? Yes. Sure would. What do I have to lose by doing that? And what does he have to lose by me not doing it? I mean, that that's really love. That That's the love of God, is to look at those people and the people that were, were around and say, well, what would Jesus do? <laughs> you know, would he hold his tongue and not? If you have an opportunity to share the word, you do it. Because you never know um, who's going to. You know, you might be speaking the truth to somebody and someone might hear it on the side and they might go home and go, you know, that guy really made sense. I think I'm going to check this out and start looking. And then the Lord directs them. You know, if you seek him, he's going to direct you. So I've seen it so many times and there's a lot of things I'm dealing with right now that are challenges. But you know what? It doesn't take away from the faithfulness of our father. He has never not been faithful to me. There's been times that have been tough, but he's never said, Hagen, I've had enough of you. I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> you know, and I know that. I know, I know all three of us can attest to that. And if there's people out there that are saying, well, why, why am I going through this illness or why am I going through this particular situation right now? We all go through things. But we can, you know, if we know the truth of the word, we can. Prayer is a big key, too. It's a it's a vital thing that we've been given once we once we know the truth of the word to be able to pray and know that. You know, the Lord will, you know, he makes intercession for us. I know I'm saying a lot of different things, but he's at the right hand of the father making intercession for us daily. You know. I mean, just think of what kind of an advocate we have. I mean, I'm I'm excited here. Mm. This stuff. I mean, mm. we don't have some second-rate Perry Mason type. We <laughs> we've got the Lord Jesus Christ. So. Amen. Maybe I didn't have anything to say, but I I, I just when you were, uh, you know, you just every time you're on here, you bless my heart so much, man. I'm sitting there going. When I first saw you, I went, oh, man, cool. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on here. <laughs> um, because I've been, you know, coming on, you know, and, and a lot of times, thank, thankfully, I was off today, but I'll, I'll come on here and I'll, I'll try to make it through an hour. <laughs> I'm so tired. But um, I know what you're saying. That, that doesn't take away from, uh, you know, and it's not, it's not that we're anything special, you know. Uh, God's made us you know, made it available for us to believe his word. 
I guess that makes us special. We're a peculiar people, it says in Peter. I know that that fits me. Amen. Um, you know, a royal priesthood. And we're a chosen generation. So, you know, look at that. Why would he choose me? You know, of Amen. all people. You know, he. but I'm glad he did. And if you're out there wondering, if you're in the chat room, you're wondering, you know, I, I'm, I've done too many things wrong for God to ever love me. No, you haven't. That's why Jesus Christ came. And just, uh, you know, it's 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 something that it really, it'll shine forth from you. Amen. People walk up to you and they're going to ask you, how come you're calm with all the stuff that's going on right now? You know, you're, you're, you're at peace and you can tell them because I got the Prince at peace. So, you know, there's, we, we've got an awful lot to live for. We really do. Yeah. And, and, um, I'm thankful to have a opportunity to be on here with you guys. And I really, I mean, it's a, Honor and a blessing. Amen. Amen. Yes. Yes. Praise God. But well, thank you, for, thank you for that, uh, brother. And uh, you know, those comments really resonate with me tremendously. I think each one of us realizes that. I mean, I hope that each one of us realizes the power of God. Uh, that you know, it just can work through each and every one of us, if we allow him to, if we're willing to allow that to, for him to work through us, if we get wrapped up into other areas of the world, that's where we're going to stumble and fall. And that's where we're going to find ourselves in an area um, that is not God-like. It is not Christ-like. Uh, and um, it certainly can hinder a relationship. Don't you agree, Pastor? Man, amen. Yeah, I had the microphone on me talking about that. Amen. I totally agree. It definitely hinders. That's for sure. So what uh, people have to, uh, I mean, I'm not going to look at the comments now. I was looking at the comments and saw there's all this strife, strife, strife. And um, I just pray right now. I think we should pray. I want to pray. Father, right now, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that people would put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and not even in any doctrines. We're not saved by doctrines. We are saved by grace through faith and the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray that he who has an ear, let him hear. Father, I pray for every non-believer or new believer that comes into the comment sections of any of these simulcasts would not even look at the comments, Lord Jesus. Father, make a way that they would not be filled with confusion. I see people in the comments in confusion, Lord, because of all the strife from carnal-minded Christians. Lord, I pray that these carnal-minded Christians would learn to walk in the Spirit and not according to the flesh. And Lord, you said in your word, those who are led by the Spirit, these are the sons and daughters of God. You said in your word, both in Romans chapter 8, Lord, you said that your spirit would bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We don't need anybody to confirm 
whether we are saved or not. But only you, Lord, you confirm it by your spirit. Father, we give you the praise and the glory tonight, Lord. The people would get free from these paradigm camps of doctrines that has so beset the church since the days of the Reformation. Christians being divided by the enemy, exalting man of different denomination starters over other men who started denominations. Instead of resting truly by grace, through faith, by the Spirit of God, in the precious blood and in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, I want to say this to you because as I already gave you from the Lord, without love, you are wasting your time. You could be right about some doctrine that you're talking about. You could be wrong about it. What matters is, is that do you love the Lord Jesus Christ with all your heart, all your mind, and all your strength? Do you love your neighbor as yourself? Do you love the brethren as Christ has loved us? And I see people throwing stones, calling names and all this. I think the Lord God Almighty, I don't have that on the YouTube channel that the Lord gave me. Because this is not of God, brothers and sisters. This is the work of the enemy. I will say it again. This is carnal-minded flesh. And I'm praying for you. You are grieving the Spirit of God. You are grieving the Spirit of God. He who is without sin cast the first stone. I will say that tonight. So let me go on with what the Lord wants those who are going to be saved. There's many people who are going to not even, that are, there's something called a false convert. There are many people that are false converts. And as I said, how do you know you're a Christian? Romans chapter eight, his spirit will bear witness with your spirit that you're a child of God. It doesn't matter if you have a checklist of doctrines to believe or not. It is your personal relationship is with Jesus Christ. And they were all on the road to our growth in discipleship in Christ. Being born again is born again by the spirit. It's not of, oh, I memorized the Westminster confessional or I believe in all the doctrines that, you know, this denomination believes or that. That is not being a Christian. Being a Christian is a follower, a lover of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be a Christian, brothers and sisters, tonight. So all of these other things are, as Paul said, I count everything I know as lost for the sake of knowing Jesus Christ. To know Jesus Christ is what it means to be a Christian. Him to know you. So in the Bible, it says, when you leave this world, Jesus will say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. So I'm emphasizing the part where Jesus says, I never knew you. And then he also says, you're doing a lot of sin, worker of iniquity. Or enter into your rest, my good and faithful servant. So he knows you or he doesn't know you. You're a good and faithful servant or you're a worker of iniquity. That's right from the mouth of the Lord. So what the Lord wants me to share with you tonight, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that this is almost over with. All of the people, you know, who don't believe in the pre-tribulation rapture, praise God. They're still our brothers and sisters in Christ. But praise the Lord. We're about to see what if there is a pre-tribulation rapture or not, brothers and sisters? We're about to see all these things to come to pass. So that's why it's such an exciting time. If you are truly born again, 
if you are truly rapture ready, this is the greatest time to be alive for us. For people who are not saved, it is not a good time. And that's what the Lord has me on here to talk to you about. So on this other level that many people are interested in, but you need to focus on making sure you're born again, not on interesting things. Okay, I'll say that first. So the Lord had given me this Romans eleven twenty two, And now Romans 11, 11 being the number of judgment. 22, double. This is a sure thing. Just like when Joseph interpreted the dream of Pharaoh, Pharaoh had his dream about the coming seven-year tribulation, famine. He had two dreams. And Joseph said, you dreamed it twice because this is a sure thing. God is definitely going to do this. And so that's what the Lord had told me about this text. And as a matter of fact, he gave me two texts, Romans eleven twenty-two and Hebrews eleven twenty-two, to confirm this, to confirm this. And that verse is about Joseph specifically. Last night on my channel, and on my channel, I'll probably get more into the thing about Joseph and Israel. It's up to the Lord if we'll talk about it tonight. What the Lord wants you to know is this text, the focus I'm reading to you from this text. And I see in the comments every time I'm on Uptime Church, every comment, every Bible verse is taken in the context of once saved, always saved, or not once always saves. So this text mentions something about that, but that is not what the Lord sent me here to talk to you about tonight. I see people commenting on it. I want to read it again. Romans eleven twenty two. Behold, therefore, the goodness and severity of God on them which fell, Israel, because they rejected Jesus. Severity, but toward you or thee, goodness, if you continue in his goodness. Otherwise, thou also shall be cut off. The verse speaks for itself. Read it. And, th- and don't read the Bible through the rose-colored lens of your doctrines, what your pet cafeteria Christian te- Christianity tells you, where you pick this, pick this, pick that. Read the Bible with your heart and let your doctrines be seen through the Word of God. Don't see the Word of God through your doctrines. Come at the Bible with humility. God gives grace to the humble, but he resists the proud. Humble yourself and say, Lord... I'm a truth seeker. You are the truth. Your word is truth, as Jesus said. I want to know and understand clearly. If you're interested in getting into all that, but as I said in the beginning of this video, it went right over the head of people who are in the flesh. All of those things. If you really love Jesus, you won't sit there and say, hey, how much sinning can I do or not do? Do I have a license to sin or not? If you love Jesus, if you're born again and you're a follower of Jesus, That question will never come up because I love the Lord with all my heart, all my mind and all my strength. And I want to do God's will, not because I'm trying to earn my salvation or stay out of hell, but because God did everything for me. He created the universe. He created this earth. He created me. He sent his only son to die for me. He gave us the Bible. He gave me a brain. He gave me a heart. He gave me salvation. He's given me eternal life. I owe God everything. I can never repay God. And he doesn't expect that we're going to repay him. It's just like a father and a son or a father and a daughter. I'm serving God because I love him. He accepted me. He adopted me as his child. So anybody that sits around saying, hey, I've got a license to sin. Or if someone says, oh, I've got to earn God's salvation. Either one of those people, both of you have missed the narrow way. 
because it's all about love, 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 love. God so loved the world. So right. if you love Jesus, you, those things depart from you. When you go in the light as he is in the light and there is no shadow of turning, the darkness flees from you. So people that are on drugs, people that are addicted to porn, if you go toward Jesus, all those things are just going to depart from you, brothers and sisters. Jesus set us free from those chains in our life. He said those who he sets free are free indeed. So it's not a matter of, oh, I can go do drugs if I want to, and Jesus will still love me. It's that he set me free, just like your own child. You don't uh, tell your kid, oh, if you do drugs, I'm going to disown you. But if they do drugs, it's going to destroy them. So therefore, you don't want your kid to do drugs. And your kid, if they love you, they're going to honor you and not do drugs. Hey, my parents told me it's bad. I believe that because my parents told me that. So that's what sin is. Sin is something that harms us, that God doesn't want us to harm ourselves. He doesn't want us to harm others. So you're looking in the flesh. You're walking in the earthly realm in the flesh instead of seeing things the way God does. God wants us to walk in love and walk in the spirit. So these arguments don't even belong in the body of Christ, brothers and sisters. Never do they belong in the body of Christ. All this carnal minded stuff. What I'm trying right. to tell you is we are so close to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why the Bible says to examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. So all these things you guys are throwing around, the Bible says to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And you, every person of the sound of my voice, you can memorize the whole Bible. You can, you can read every book ever written about Jesus. That doesn't mean Jesus knows you. I can read every book about President Trump. I can write a biography about President Trump. But that when he walked in the room, he wouldn't know me and I don't know him. So to be a Christian is not to be a memorizing Bible verses and doctrines and all that. To be a Christian is to walk in love, in the light with Jesus Christ. Spend your time loving on the Lord, serving him. Be, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your father, which is in heaven. So the, the idea about this Lord, about uh, works salvation, nobody's talking about work salvation. You're saved by grace through faith, not of your own, but a gift of God, Ephesians 2. Verse 10, verse uh, 9, 8, 9, and 10. By grace you are saved through faith, not of your own, but a gift of God, not by works, least any man shall boast. Verse 11, you are saved unto do good works. After salvation, God wants you to let, the Lord said, let your light so shine before men that they might see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. So people, you need to have an ear to hear. You are conflating two different things. If you're truly saved, you will bear fruit. If you're truly saved, you will love the Lord. If you're truly saved, you'll be excited about the things of the Lord and bring glory to his name and to please him. That's when you need to examine yourself. Look at yourself. Am I bearing fruit? Am I out here on drugs and look at pornography every day? Am I living with someone I'm not married to? The Lord wouldn't want us to do that. And if I love the Lord, I will be And the spirit of God is within you. You would be convicted of that sin. You would not have no peace with that sin. And you would want to repent because you want to walk with the Lord. After you're saved, right? I think you you've you've hit the nail on the head, Pastor. And uh, I think a lot of people get confused by this as though you're you're saved by works now. Um, but you're not really stating that. What you're stating is is that this is more about relationship and wanting and willing 
to do his will because you are saved now. And if you are saved, you're going to continue in walking in that grace, in that love and uh, wanting more of him and less of the world. I mean, it's that simple. Um, so even though we seem to have conflicting views, we actually are very much in line with one another. Only some people are taking it as, okay, well, you're saying this in terms of works and that's what you're saved by, but that's not what you're saying. What you're saying is that, uh, these people who say, okay, well, yeah, I believe, but then you see these pastors who say the same thing. They go off in a whole nother area and go into, uh, you know, areas of sin, which, you know, you know, who knows who's, who knows what the Lord's going to do. I mean, maybe bring them back. Um, that is a possibility, but that's, that's between them and the Lord. We, we, as, as believers in Christ have such an amazing, an amazing opportunity to have a relationship with the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. This is not something that is just by the book. Okay. It's not something that we just read on uh, uh, you know, read on the pages. It's something that is a live, living relationship with the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. A personal relationship is true. It's happening. It's alive. His word is alive, is active, sharper than any double-edged sword. And so at the same time, when we talk about these things of grace, walking in his love, it all comes together. And if we're arguing about those things, then there's something that is off. We're missing that mark somewhere. And if we're missing that mark somewhere, guess what? It may, may mean that there's some sin in your life. And then once you realize that, some more things are going to real, come, come into an understanding and a realization, okay, there's something else that I need to work on my relationship because I'm missing this. I'm missing this area. Uh, not necessarily that you're not saved, but what you're saying is, there are a lot of people out there who just are convinced, you know, that they did one thing and now that's it. But then they go into a completely different area. We don't know. That's between them and the Lord. Amen. I'll just say amen. Yeah, I, I mean, I'll let everybody else talk. Yeah, I agree with you. You surmised it good, brother. That's what we're saying. Uh, there's people that jump to conclusions. And I, I think that's the thing about it. You know, when you get on YouTube, because the people are not in person, there's something about social media. The downside of it is people are a lot more belligerent. I, I observed that on, in comments. And because if they see you face to face and talk to you and interact with you, it's something about that. So that's the downside of social media where people are be more aggressive when they're not in person with you. I think that People love to, I think some people, I mean, maybe because they're lonely because of the last two years, they're looking for that controversy. But I, I'm saying to all you guys, the Lord loves us. The Lord loved me. He loves me. He loves you. The Lord loves us so much that he put us on here tonight. And we're all here. All the guys here are motivated by the Lord, being obedient to the Lord because of love. The ultimate root of all that is the love of the Lord. And, you know, and I believe that almost all of you guys in the comments, you know that. I mean, it's this deep down in there. And it's I would say that the love of Christ in you, you have not given it the top priority. And so we all, by the spirit of God, need to be reminded that, number one, top of the list, everything else is going to pass away. But faith, hope and charity, love and without love, we are nothing. We got to go back to that foundation. And the Lord said, you know, in the Bible, it also says in the New Testament, who are we to judge another man's servant? 
So it's also true as far as judging each other, you know, uh, and it, and I also agree with what you said. When people backslide, they backslide. And I know many people that backslid that came back to the Lord. I know people that backslid who now say they're atheists. And so that's where you get into the whole other area I mentioned. There are people that were false converts, you know, so it's not that they lost their salvation. As John said, they went out from among us, but they were never of us or they would not have went out from among us. So it's like first John. So there are people who are tares among the wheat. Jesus told us from the very beginning, there would be tares among us. And so just because someone says they're a Christian, we shouldn't be judging that they are or they're not. That's between them and the Lord. I mean, there are people that you say, oh, maybe they're not a Christian, but they are. Other people, you think they're the greatest Christian in the world, like Robbie Zacharias. I mean, I don't know. It's up to the Lord. I'm not saying he was not. But if you know the story of Robbie Zacharias, I hate to you know say something that's a negative thing, but Everybody thought he's one of the greatest teachers and he's just so awesome. Then we find out he had this secret wicked life. And did he repent of that at the last minute or whatever? Or was it maybe never saved? He was just an intellectual Christian. I don't know. It's possible. He was a false convert the whole time. It's possible. You know, that, again, it boils down to between it's between them and the Lord. Right. Okay. And, and Wayne, yes, obviously, yes, it is. It is by the book. What, you may have been misconstrued in terms of what I was saying is that it's, it's more than just the book because what we are conveying as believers goes outside of just the book. We are the body of Christ Amen. and we're bringing the book to others because we're, we're working as believers in Christ. It's so the book can just, can be, yes, can say, Obviously, the Holy Bible is what it is, and it's his word. But he also put us out there as believers, as ambassadors for Christ, to bring the book to others, because faith comes by hearing the message. And Greg, it also says the in there that the Spirit gives life to the word. You know, the, the Spirit quickens the word. That's right. So without the Spirit and the word, and that's I think that's another way of saying what you're saying, You've got the word, but if you just read the word, it, you, it has to be quickened by the spirit. The spirit is what quickens the word. It helps you rightly divide it because there are people that use the Bible, you know, that are not Christians. I've seen it with say, Well, you know, God killed all those people in the Old Testament. God's evil, blah, 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 you know, and, and misconstruing and twisting the word of God. So, I mean, you can take scripture and make it say anything you want it to say, but it's by the spirit of God. And then the as I say, it's like this. We know that the. You know, you also have to know the heart of the Lord. You read the whole Bible as a whole, being led by spirit. We know God is love. So whenever you read Bible verses, there's also that idea of, as we read tonight, the goodness of God, but yet the severity of God. And I think that takes us back to what we, the verse the Lord gave us, Romans eleven twenty two, the severity of those who are un, in unbelief. He's talking about Israel and the, I'm saying the Lord quickened that verse for the tribulation, the severity of God. The tribulation, and I want to, uh, if it's all right with you, brother, let me just go with this as the Lord is leading me. Mm -hmm. The Antichrist, the Bible says God is raising up the Antichrist. So a lot of people like hating on the, as we talk about the New World Order. Actually, ultimately, as you read the book of Daniel, God is the one who sent Nebuchadnezzar, God to judge Israel. God is raising up the New World Order to judge those who are not going to get saved. So, brothers and sisters, God is in complete charge of everything, and we are his children. We are here 
to walk in his grace and his love and to be light and salt to a lost and dying world. And so when we're arguing amongst ourselves right off the bat, that is not God's intent for us. He said to love one another as I have loved you, that the world might know that you're my disciples because you have love for another. Love one for another. So reading the Bible by itself without the spirit, the love comes from his spirit. It's the spirit of God that gives us love. The spirit of God gives life to the word in our hearts and in our minds, brothers and sisters. So you've got to have both the spirit and the word together inside you. That's the life is the spirit of God, brothers and sisters. And so we are facing the tribulation for the world, for those who are not saved. We, the bride, we're going to be raptured. We're going to be out of here, those who are truly born again. And we're going to find out, even as Paul wrote in Romans chapter 8, the whole creation is in travail for the sons of God to be revealed. That whole text is about the resurrection, a.k.a. what we call the rapture, the harpozo, is the resurrection. That's it of the bride of Christ. So we, our purpose, what I was going to talk about this big picture, our purpose is to provoke Israel to jealousy. That's why the Lord gave me that text. Another reason why he gave me uh, Romans chapter 11, chapter 9, 10, and 11. It's about Israel being provoked to jealousy by we who were not a nation, who've been made a nation. As, as the other brother mentioned earlier, that we are a, a peculiar people. We're called out by God and separated. So we're going to be out of here. And then so for everybody else under the sound of my voice who may not be raptured, there's somebody listening who will not be raptured. And the reason why is because you're in unbelief, because you do not believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what we're talking about, just like Israel. So just as much as God is a God of goodness, he's a God of severity, a God of judge, judgment and justice. He, the Bible says justice and righteousness are the foundations of his throne, brothers and sisters. So that's what we're facing. Anybody that's trying to be self-righteous like Israel, that text is talking about Israel trying to rest in their own righteousness by works. Ironically, the text we're quoting from, the theme of that, Israel was rejected by God because they relied in their own works, their own righteousness. So Christianity is, we're talking the same message here. The difference actually is, is a, uh, a brother just said it in a nice way, somebody, about sin. It's a matter of sanctification versus not wanting to be sanctified. There's people who don't want to be sanctified. And so they use that salvation as a, as a license to sin. And that is the truth. Many people who love to celebrate their salvation in that way, they are saying, I want to do my will and yet still go to heaven. And the, and the Lord will let me do that. And as I said, if you love the Lord, it's not about earning anything and all that stuff. It's about if I love the Lord and I'm truly saved and his spirit is within me, he will, his spirit will be grieved when I sin. His spirit will be not just because it's a sin. The Lord is grieved because I'm hurting myself. I'm being a bad witness to him. I'm hurting other people. I'm doing damage to the world as a backslid Christian. That's what it's all about, brothers and sisters, to bring glory. We were created. Bring glory to God. Glory we to are God. ambassadors for Christ. How are we going to do that if we keep walking in sin? Um, well, first of all, God's going to make it happen, right? His, you know, uh, his, his, uh, um, you know, his powers made, yeah, perfect in our weakness, right? right. I mean, 
So again, it's it's about willing to do his will, and and also obviously, um, you know, this is this is something that's part of the walk. I'm not talking about specifically salvation here, folks. I'm talking about the personal relationship that you have after you believe in Christ. It's going to it's going to happen. It's going to flourish. It's just going to be part of you. It's it's you know it's something that you can't get a, away from. It's it's where you may even start feeling, and I I've I can attest to this. You almost start feeling, or I believe I can start feeling what God feels about other things, and you get sick when you start seeing things that are uh, sinful. You feel sick to your stomach, and you want to stay away from it. Right? I mean, there's there's things when you in your walk that you know just happen naturally. Amen. The because Lord walks you want you like to a love line him. Line, right? There's a little bit here, a little bit there. You're slowly always moving more toward the Lord, right? And I think a lot of people get, get that misconstrued, uh, brother, uh, Pastor Patrick. Kevin, thank you for coming on with us. Uh, I'm glad you made it. I um, hope your trip was well, went well and everything went well with the wedding. Yeah, it was good. Um, now, you didn't get married, right? No, I did not. Okay, I was just making sure. No, no, I did not. Um yeah, so it looks like I walked into a firestorm here. <laughs> you see, you see uh, what happens yeah, when you guys don't show up on time? <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, everything just uh, blows up. Um, now, so, while we do have some confusion in the chat room still um, saying, oh, this pastor is preaching works for salvation. When he, pa- Patrick, you've already said, that is not what you're doing. Um, and I've reiterated, I think, but go I ahead. Think, a lot of people confuse this. They get confused because um, because Jesus was sinless. We want to imitate Jesus, right? So we, we strive our, to our very best of our abilities in order to do that. And when we fall short, uh, then we repent. And then we, we, we stop doing those things and we and we renew. We get and that's what the Holy Spirit helps us to do. It prods us. It, it, it gets us back in line. And you have the Holy Spirit in order to do that. And I think that people um, confuse trying to live a sinless life, and that's going to get you to heaven. Well, first of all, it's impossible. You're not going to be able to. John said that if you say you have no sin, then you lie. (laughs) And you make God a liar. So you are going to have sin. But the question is, is what are you going to do with that sin? Are you going to continue to do it? And, and think that you've got, you know, just carte blanche and be able to, 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 to do all the sin that you want without any repercussions whatsoever. I mean, salvation is one thing, but like rewards, inheriting the kingdom, that's different stuff. Let's be, let, let's be clear on what salvation is. Salvation is a free gift. Okay. So if you receive that free gift, God is not going to pull out that free gift from you. It is a free gift, okay? Now, God can also pull out rewards from you, and and the Bible clearly states that if you do these things, and Paul lists many of them, Ephesians chapter 5 is a great uh, chapter to to read. It talks uh, about these kind of people, idolaters, you know, fornicators, blah, 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 all these lists of people, and it says, do not partake with them, okay? So if you see your, your brothers and sisters doing that stuff, don't go join them. 
<laughs> because th- they're going to have uh, th- they're going to have rewards removed from them. But you know, like you said, Pastor, what you want to do is once you are saved, then you have the Holy Spirit inside you, and you want to listen to the Holy Spirit, and you want to have Him guide you on how you are to live. And you need to stay in the word. And the word tells you how to live. There's all kinds of commandments in the New Testament. It's, these aren't the 10 commandments. These are the like 200 commandments <laughs> that, that we want to do as, as believers in Christ. We don't want to be a stumbling block to others. We want to be a good witness. We want to do all those things. We want to get rewards in heaven. We don't want to damage our body. Our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. That's 1 Corinthians 6. So it talks a lot about that, but but it, but Paul also states, and one of Greg's favorite verses to put up there is like, nothing's going to separate you from the love of God, though, because like you said, Patrick, God is love. <laughs> I mean, we're we are quick to judge. We are very quick to judge others, and we are quick to say that person's not saved, or this is not this and that. God is long-suffering. God is love. So God is a different uh, has a whole different character. His ways are so far above ours, and He has so much grace and so much mercy that that sin when when you commit the sin, this sin is separated. Like it's far from the east is from the west. Okay, doesn't mean that we're not going to sin, but but the Bible says, do not live in these sins. Right. Do not continue to practice these sins. Otherwise, you will not inherit the kingdom. And that is a big deal. That is, in my opinion, the biggest reward you could possibly get is to be able to live in New Jerusalem and not outside the kingdom. That is huge. Now, you don't have any chance to to inherit the kingdom if you're not saved. So that's the first step, right? The first step is to, to uh, understand and accept that, yes, we do sin. And since we sin, we are condemned to death. We are condemned to the second death. I mean, the wages of sin is death. And there's no way around that. Now, there is a way to be able to have that sin separated, though, and to have that sin covered. And it's covered by Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus Christ, who died once and for all for all sin. If you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you will have eternal life, period. Okay? The Bible doesn't say unless you do this sin or unless you do that sin, okay? But if you do not accept Jesus as your Savior, well, then you're doomed to the lake of fire for eternity. And, and it is a, that is a binary, there is no way around it. It is saved, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, accept the free gift that God gave his son. You accept that, you're saved. If you do not, that's perilous. That is the lake of fire. There is only one way to the Father, and Jesus said that that is me. I am the only way to the Father. That no one goes to the Father except through me. So if you don't believe in Jesus as your Savior, that's where you have a problem. If you believe in Jesus as your Savior and you're committing sins 
And these, especially the sins that Paul talks about, you commit those sins on a regular basis, you are in peril of losing major rewards. And as Christians, as believers, we should be striving for those rewards. But those rewards are not going to gain us entrance into salvation. <laughs> That's the difference. I think that people sometimes confuse those things and say, wait a minute, I need to do good works so I can go to heaven. No, no, that is not how you go to heaven. How you go to heaven is by accepting a free gift. So that that's, I, I heard all this stuff. And so that's what I was hoping to say, to have people understand where we, where we stand as brothers. I, I don't think there's anything there that Mr. Hagen or Mr. Winfrey or Mr. Messina would say that is, is incorrect. And that is non-biblical of what I just said. I think we are all in agreement that, we are saved by grace through faith, not of works, lest any of us should boast. Amen. Well, I think, uh, yeah, Mr. we. Mr. Hagen, we have... are you uh, are you taking off? Uh, I don't want you to leave. I I just got here. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll hang around for a bit longer. I, I was. Well, just... what what do you what do you have to say about what I just said? I, I just I love listening to you, Kev. <laughs> It it always it always makes so much sense. It's it's good to see you again. Obviously, I try to make things a little simple uh, sometimes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Listen, God, God doesn't want this to be hard on us, does no. he? I mean, no. he wants he he like he wants us to almost to be impossible to figure out what the truth is. No. I mean, no. That Jesus um, came and said, "I am the truth." Those um, those verses I I asked you about earlier, um, Greg about. Uh, in James three, um, you don't have to put them up if you don't want to, but there's two kinds of wisdom. You know, there's the wisdom that of the world. Um, toward the end, there's uh, yeah, it says, uh, "Who is a wise man and a dude with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have envy, bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth." This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. That really, in a nutshell, explains the difference between what the world offers and what the true God offers. And it's been so uh, well stated tonight by you guys. I mean, uh, it, it kind of all fit together, you know, when I, when I was thinking about it, when I was listening to Patrick, because what are we having? Envying and strife and confusion. And what does that do? It causes tension and evil, but the wisdom from above is pure, peaceable, easy to be entreated. You know, who doesn't want peace? Right. Who 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 want who who doesn't want things that are pure and easy to be entreated? I mean, when you're when you're dealing with somebody 
when you're sharing the truth with them, you're doing it with the love of God. That's easy to be entreated. It's, it's, it's something that, and he, he gives you not only peace, but he just, look, the last, the last thing in the world that you want to do is try to do this on your own. If, if you try, you're going to just be a miserable failure. But if you realize it's a free gift, and once, once you're born again of, the, of God's spirit, and once you start getting into the word of God, you're going to start to understand it. That spirit will give you the understanding. And as you start to understand it, you'll, I believe you fall more in love with the Lord Jesus Christ as you go along. Because you're going to realize everything he did for you and continues to do for you. You know, I mean, it's this isn't uh, you get saved and and then the Lord says, "Okay, that's good enough. See ya." Hardly. It doesn't work that way. If it if it worked that way, I would have been in the soup years ago. Not that I haven't been in the soup a few hundred thousand times, but <laughs> it's it's something that we need to realize that the. It's such a it's such an incredibly it's an unspeakable gift I believe it says in the word, it's such a. Uh, I mean, it's from a loving father to his kids, and 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 just. It's something that you just need to praise the Lord for and be thankful for once you have it, and just like Kevin was saying, you don't you you don't want to go out there and partake of all that garbage that's going on when you know the truth. That's right. And I remember people saying that years ago, you know, it, when you follow Jesus Christ, you're never going to have any more fun. Well, that's not true. You know, if, if sinning and going out and, and, and being hung over for a week at a time is fun. I remember it's not, it's not fun. There's nothing fun about that. Trying to, um, deaden your senses because you you hate life you know or, or you're dealing with with drug addiction or addictions of other of other kinds it's not it doesn't work it's just getting to the point where you the hardest thing for anybody to admit is that they're wrong you know and to say well i don't you know i i don't believe there's a god or you know if there was how come all this stuff is going on but once you get to that point where you seek him, you're going to find him, and he'll and he'll work in your life in different ways. He's worked in all of our lives. Um, just the people you're you're going to meet if you if you truly give Jesus Christ a chance, you're going to start meeting people, and they're going to start teaching you, and you're going to realize that that it's it's well worth it. I almost sound like I'm evangelizing tonight, don't I? I can't help it. That's just part of me. Uh, that's just part of the way that I I, I speak. Uh, I'm trying to just, you know. It's, well, why it's, do you apologize for that, brother? No, no, I, I don't I'm think just, you should. No, I'm just because saying as long, that as is long, coming from God. I believe yeah. that if that's one of the things we're talking about here, sure, is is that it just comes out naturally. That's what's going to happen? Yeah. It's just going to flow. It's just yeah. going to flow. Yeah. And it's it's one of those things where. Um, I, I've been endeavoring to a lot more lately, just be thankful 
And uh, Patrick was talking about the goodness of God, the love of God. I mean, all these things are wrapped up. It's like you've been given this great gift and you have the ability to develop it. Um, and it's in, it's just something that, um, I don't know, each day's going to be, you know, tomorrow's going to be an adventure. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Are we even promised tomorrow? But what, what, you know, what can the Lord show us tomorrow? What people can we minister to tomorrow? You know, I work well, in a, but whenever I, I work, this stuff comes up, yeah. Robert, I mean, isn't it like um, sowing the seeds of doubt and confusion? It's like, are you really saved? Because didn't you do that or this? I yeah. mean, God's not the author of that confusion. Yeah. And God says that it's not a hard yoke. God says that he loves you. So are you going to worship a God that you have to walk on eggshells every day and wonder whether or not you're saved? It doesn't, it doesn't match, you see? So when these people try to steal your crown, don't, don't partake of them. Don't partake of them. I mean, if someone's going to say, hey, I noticed that you're doing this and this and that, and you're like, hmm, yeah, that's what a brother is supposed to do with another brother, right? And say, hey, I'm, let, let's let's figure out how to get over this stuff together. And if that person says to you, ah, I'm saved, I'm good to go. Okay, well, Paul said, don't partake with them. <laughs> let them do their thing. Let the unholy be unholy still. And then let the righteous be righteous still. So you don't have to partake with them. You can try to help them. And if they don't do it, the Bible tells you what to do. It says go to that brother, especially if they've wronged you, and you talk to them. And if they don't listen to you, you take another brother, right? And if they don't do that, then you take the congregation. (laughs) And if they don't do that, well, then you don't partake with them anymore. I mean, there are some, some, some rules, for example, that you can follow in order to figure this stuff out. But certainly don't walk on eggshells every day yeah. wondering whether or not the sin that you've committed is going to make you lose the salvation. No. I mean, you're taking away the power of Jesus Christ's blood at that point. I mean, is he just not able to forgive that sin? Yeah. I mean, is that is that is when, that the way it is? Because yeah. that's not a very powerful God, is it? So when I tur- when I turned away from all the all the drugs and all the all the different things that I was doing back before I got saved, you know, I just I, I started going around and and uh, you know speaking to to the guys that I used to hang out with, and all of a sudden I was the enemy. It was real. Right. It was real interesting, you know. You go you go out and party and and to you're just partying your head off. What happened to Bob? And, and all of a sudden, you know. He's calm and he has uh, my friend James in California. He said the thing that that convinced him that, that that God's word was true, that he said he saw me with a sound mind. And he said my mind was really unsound before that. And I said it was really unsound. So, you know, if that's what it takes and and we reflect, I believe that that we shine when we're in fellowship. I really do. I believe we shine. It says to shine forth as lights in this world. And I believe that we, we come into a situation and we're sensitive to the spirit of God. We can really make a difference. Like 
just what you guys have been sharing tonight. I mean, it's, you know, I've been around this for a long time and I'm just so blessed. I, I'm just sitting here going, whoa. These channels you know, are a beacon of light, I right? mean, this is... Uh, well, I we mean, hope so, it to be, right? A beacon so, so, of so light. Much of what, so much of what Patrick was saying earlier was a, huge, was a huge need tonight for a lot of people to hear, including me. Because we really have to realize that, you know, we have to get over all this nonsense of arguing and bickering between us and, and, and having bitter envying and strife and all that stuff. Mm. We need to realize that it's just so important that we show people the love of God mm. and bring them, you know, and like the prodigal, bring them back home. We're waiting at that road and we want to see that son come back or that daughter come back. And when they do, we run to them. I mean, this stuff gets to me. I, I just, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fantastic. And it's free. Man. You know what I've seen, though, too, is that someone just mentioned this. There are many watchmen sharing the gospel, saving many. Um, what I've noticed, and I don't know if you guys noticed this, but like I'd say in the last five years or so, especially in the last few that people who are watching aren't just like reporting news stories is that they're evangelizing more. <laughs> and just like what you said, Robert, you're like, well, I'm evangelizing here. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it seems like we do that are doing that more and more and more um, because I think we see this day approaching where we're going to be removed and we're not going to be able to do that anymore. And so we are, we're going out into the fields, right? We're going out into wherever we can go. And, and we are saying, you know, repent uh, and be saved for the kingdom of God is at hand. I mean, literally it is on the precipice here. And I think that um, right now it's like, it's important to show the Bible come to life. And it's important to show people that the Bible is, is a living thing. I mean, it is, it, it, it didn't stop. I mean, it, at Jesus, that's not when it stopped. Actually, there's plenty of more prophecy and maybe even more prophecy that yeah. happens after that, that still is to come. And that's the message I was trying to get across too, is that it, it go, extends beyond the words of the page. It, right. it, it's, it keeps moving. It, it keeps moving. And I think some people may have misconstrued that. Uh, yes, it's about the word. It's also, yes, it's about his people being ambassadors for Christ, bringing people to the word. Right. Because it, it extends beyond the pages. That's what Je I was. Yeah. I mean, Jesus said he had to leave in order for the Holy spirit to come. Comforter, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. the disciples didn't want him to go, but he's yeah. like, look, I need to go because <laughs> I'm going to send you a comforter. I'm going to send you the Holy spirit. And ever since that day, that the Holy Spirit has been working in believers and, and in us 2, 000, almost 2,000 years later. And this spirit is what Patrick was talking about earlier, which is the guiding force of our life that basically says, I'm, uh, look at, I'm going to stay away from those things. I know that those things um, are destructive and I'm going to stay away and you can't do it in the flesh. You can only do it in the spirit. And so you, you, you pray, you stay in the word, you put on the full armor of God, right? 
And then you're able to withstand the wiles of the devil. <laughs> that is how you do it. That is the only way that you can do it. And so, sure, there are going to be times where you sin because we are still in our bodies. We're still in flesh. But one day that is going to change. And for those who are believers, they are going to transition from this mortal flesh, sinful nature into glorified immortality. We are going to see him like he is because we are going to be like him. Oh, praise God. Praise God. We are all looking forward to that day, are we not? Because what, what Paul, you read about Paul and he's just like, ah, I keep on doing these things that I do not want to do. And the things that I want to do, I don't do. This is Paul, okay? This is Paul. And Paul was a murderer of Christians. So, I mean, he. and then after he was saved, he still said he did the things that he didn't want to do, okay? Now, he didn't murder. He didn't go back to those ways, but he still sinned. And he still and he let us know that we are going to be in these sinful bodies, but we need to run this race. And that's what he told us to do, that this is a race that we continue to run all the way to the finish. And once we get to that finish line, that is our glorification. That is where our final redemption takes place and that we are completely renewed into immortality. And until then, yeah, we are to be ambassadors that is a great word i don't know who said that today but we are ambassadors and ambassadors and we we've been given the word of reconciliation and we've been given the ministry of reconciliation too and um you know if you realize that that um god designed our minds to to uh operate in the best way when we have the, the word in our minds the battlefield be in the mind and the weapon being the word and the key being faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you think about it, because um, it's really important to be faithful. I mean, we, we're not going to be faithful 100% of the time, but it is important to strive to, you know, it is required of a steward of a man be found faithful. I believe it says somewhere in Corinthians. And it's, it's uh, the more that we are faithful to walk with the Lord, the more we will walk with the Lord, if that makes sense. It's reconciliation, being reconciled to God. Yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a daily walk thing, isn't it, Patrick? I mean, that is a, I'm going to consciously attempt to be reconciled to God. That is something that you must uh, actively do. Um, But that is not to, this is not being an ambassador for Christ in order to be saved. This is being an ambassador for Christ to show as a good witness so that others may be saved and that you also can keep yourself reconciled to God in good standing. We pray you in Christ's stead. It's right there. So that, that that's where you want to be. You want to continue to walk in that spirit. We're not fighting against flesh and blood, we're actually fighting against spirits. <laughs> we're fighting against the powers of, of, of dark spirits every day. And so we need to make sure that we have that full armor on so that we're ready for that spiritual battle so that we can be ambassadors. 
Amen. All right, brother, I know uh, you, brother Robert, you have to leave. Uh, thanks for coming on with us, as always. Yeah, it's been a wonderful blessing, you guys. Have a have a great night and a great week. I do to enjoy you as well. when you're on, for sure. Okay. God bless you. Here, bye. All right. Yeah, okay. He's a great brother, I tell you. Yeah, God bless brother Robert. And uh yeah, I I think uh we we have hit on so many different points uh in this last hour, almost hour and a half that it just it really uh starts to I mean it it not only blesses me, but it also makes me realize there are different angles to the word and different areas in which we um we can understand that God is moving in all of those all of those areas. God is moving. Okay? What Patrick brings, brother Pastor Patrick brings to the table. It's moving. It's alive. It's active. What brother Robert brings, it's alive. It's active. What brother uh, Kevin brings to the table, it's alive. It's moving. It's active. It's all part of God working together. Okay? And there are going to be areas where we agree to disagree on certain areas. However, like we said, we have that one common bond. It's Jesus Christ. Amen. At the end, it's Jesus Christ. And you know what? The relationship is between you and him. You and him. That's it. Okay? If Brother Patrick brings something to the table because it's because he feels uh he feels he really needs to bring it to the table, that's God working in him. He's going by faith. If Brother Kevin feels like he needs to bring something to the table, that's God bringing it to the table because he's going by faith. Amen. I believe there's something in scripture, Patrick, and you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, that says anything that is not of faith is sin. Yes, that is a Bible verse. Absolutely. When Paul's talking about eating the food offered to idols and all that, it's Romans 14, maybe. Hallelujah. Yes. Amen. That's true. It's uh, it's by faith. That's it. I mean, you know, Paul talks about there, you know, some people who don't eat the meat, they do it, you know, to God. And if and if they eat it, it is a sin to them. So, I mean, there's a lot of, you know, leeway in there. And so I think that is a great controlling principle. If it's a sin for you to eat meat, as Paul used the example, then it is a sin for you. But for other people, they they have it, you know, they do it to the glory of God. As Paul said, I do all things to the glory of God. So I think that's where, I mean, this is the point I'm trying to make. When you, we, you and I were, you know, are talking to the people that are out there who are not sure of all these things. Okay. And, but the problem is the the situation is, you know, the squeaky wheat wheel gets to grease. So there's some very vocal people who are, you know, ramrodding an agenda of there's going to be no peace until everybody says that we have a license to sin. And there's other people saying there's going to be no peace unless you say, you can lose your salvation every time you sin, you know. So it's just a few people who are sowing all this discord. And that's why the Lord had me lead off. Because the reason why we're on here, and I see this is a huge thing, what we're saying right now, but to win the lost. You imagine if you were not a Christian and you would come into the comment area and listen to this like vile, obnoxious comments from people you would be like so turned off, you would turn away. And so it's like, this is the deal. While one of us is talking, the Lord is leading us, as Brother Greg just said. Someone comes on, 
to hear what the Lord is saying. You know, the channel, you know, anybody can go make a channel and go make videos and say whatever you want to say about any topic, right? Up to sure. as long as it's not against the Democratic Party, right? So you can see, <laughs> right? You can say what you want to say, and then people come. So when people come on here, this is why I don't allow wacky stuff in the comments on my channel. Because when a new person comes in, we want them to see Jesus Christ. We want them to hear the truth spoken as it's shared by the one who made the channel. And then people in the comments who generally agree with that, who is there to support and encourage new visitors to get saved. We're, right. So if you, so the very beginning, I said, from the Lord, if you love the Lord and you're walking, if I'm, the Bible says, how can two walk together except they be in agreement? Amos 3.3. 3. So if I'm following Jesus, all the brothers on this channel, we're all following Jesus. We have one master and one Lord. So we'll find out when we get to heaven, whether, you know, once saved, always saved or not. Or, you know, we'll see there's a rapture or not or whatever doctrines people want to talk about. You know, Calvinism, predestination, whatever. People have Bible verses to support all those positions. So I say this. It, number one, it's love. Number two, it's humility. And mm -hmm. so what I say to people on my channel who come in and say, oh, the rapture was a doctrine made up in the 1830s. <laughs> You know, they heard it on the Internet. So I say to them, there are men of God and some women of God who spent their whole life, 40, 50, 60 years studying the book of Acts or the Apostle Paul or the rapture or whatever, who made a channel. Maybe they're sharing what God showed them. And then the thing that I've observed with people in comments on social media, they are armchair quarterbacking. They 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 are there. They have just looked at something they read and they just mm -hmm. run with it. And so what I would say to all you guys on a whole nother level about the severity of God. Remember, the Bible says we have to give an account to God for what we say also. So we should always I, and my, I do this all the time. And I've been a preacher for 21 years, went to school and all that stuff that doesn't matter. But I always review, you know, a position I have on any topic even in the rapture, whatever. I always pray about it. I always go back. Not what I heard on the internet or what grandma told you or what you heard Bob Barber say or what you heard me say or anybody else. I see people in the comments saying, well, Bob Barber said ABC. I'm sure that Bob doesn't want anybody making an idol out of him. No man does. So what you have to do, there's no secondhand faith. You should read the Bible yourself. Do a Google search of Bible verses on the rapture, if there is one or not. Then you sit down and pray about it and humbly read those verses yourself, no matter what anybody says, and let the Lord lead you and divide that word so you can be rooted and grounded in the word. So you can give your testimony. Hey, I read in the Bible, ABC, my faith in the rapture is based on these Bible verses. And I see in comments people saying, well, so-and-so preached there's this. <laughs> my faith is not in what so-and-so said. My faith is in the word of God and what the Lord did and what the Lord said. Yeah, the Bible clearly, the Bible specifically states, don't do that. <laughs> the Bible specifically states, I, I am a Paul or I am a Paul, Apollos. And it's like, no, no, no. I am of Jesus Christ. And how do you get of Jesus Christ? You read the word because Jesus Christ is the word. Amen. So th that is how, that's how you become accountable, right? That, that is the only way you're the group think. That's not going to work, <laughs> you know, the, or I heard it from this person and I didn't vet it. I mean, 
the, the Bible says, oh, the Bereans, be a Berean. Go in there, study, see what, see what you actually read, see what you can learn from the Holy Spirit. Don't just rely on some person teaching it. Don't rely on just us teaching it. Go in there and check it out for yourself. And that's what we have done. We have gone in there and we've checked it out. And we haven't stopped either, by the way. <laughs> there is no stopping. <laughs> there is always, con it's always continuing. That's that walk. That's that race that we continue to run. Some people call it a process of sanctification that we continue to learn, that we continue to understand. We continue to grow in our faith. It doesn't just stop like, you. okay, I'm saved. Well, that's it. I'm done. Uh, that's the end. No, that's actually the beginning. <laughs> that is the beginning where you can have start getting wisdom from the Holy Spirit and start understanding these things. Like, for example, the rapture. People who say the rapture is not in the Bible, they have not read it. <laughs> they have not read the Bible. They've heard someone else say it. They said it was made up in the 1800s by a woman or by Darby. Or, yeah. They'll make up all kinds of different things. Yet there are teachings from apostles letter in the first century and second century talking about a pre-tribulation rapture. Right. So no, it wasn't made up just a hundred years ago. Right. And, and it's also in the Bible. Now also, if you, if you read about the God's character and you read about patterns and you read about love and you read about the remnant, you read about redemption, you read about, uh, you know, escape, you read about when they say this, you are gonna, you're gonna escape. They are not gonna escape. You read all those things together, and you come up with a loving God, Amen. Who is not here to bash us down and to say, "Well, I know you believe. I know you're 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 good to go. You have the oil in your lamp, but I'm gonna shut the door on you anyway." <laughs> the you Bible know, says yeah. the actual opposite of that. Amen. So, that, see, that's the thing, Patrick, is that when Amen. we when we want to understand a subject, we go in there and we search for it. We go in and we look and we look into the scripture and we look in the Old Testament, the New Testament, look at patterns, look at the character, look at all these things and say, how does this line up? You know, because right. God doesn't change his character. So you, 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 you know where he's going to go with certain things. And then when when the Bible talks about certain topics, then you can understand where God is coming from. And then you also need to project, like you said, God is love first. Amen. That bring, that's what I was thinking too, because the Lord keeps putting me on that theme, you know, even though, of course, I believe in the rapture for sure, the pre-tribulation rapture. But it's like I was just thinking in an analogy for this from the Lord. It's like we're the army of the Lord. So, but I mean, you have different banners in front of different groups. You know, you can have a King James group over here. You've got the Bible Baptists here. You've got the pre-tribulation rapture people, even though we're right. But, you know, <laughs> but you know, we're still all, but ultimately we're all under one flag, right? It's sure. like we're Americans, even though you could be from Texas, whatever, uh, uh, New York, whatever. But and we may have a state flag, right? Or whatever, or the city you're from. You may love the Boston Red Sox, whatever, but we're still all Americans, most people, you know, or whatever country you're from. So the ultimate banner we are flying under allegiance to Jesus Christ. So Jesus, so that's what I'm saying. People that don't believe in the rapture, Jesus commanded me to love them. Right. As I love myself, you know, and love them as he has loved them. So who am I to not obey the Lord? 
And the Holy so Spirit through Paul says, don't let those things get in the way of the bigger picture. That's the ultimate picture, right? We're all following Jesus, you know, right. and then we, I'm sure there's something that each and every one of us is wrong. We've got some wrong ideas, I'm but sure. the Lord knows, I mean, we, we are not required to get saved, to be a Christian. It's a process after you're saved of discipleship, but to be saved, you don't even have to be able to read and write. I mean, you hear and understand the gospel, you get saved. So Jesus said, you must become like a little child in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. So that's what I'm saying that, this is a famous saying that I've heard from preachers. It's really true. When you get saved and you're a newbie, God, the Lord is the lamb to you. And then as you're growing in the Lord, he's the lion. And then when you're mature in the Lord, he is the lion and the lamb. So, I mean, we have to go back to the lamb phase. You know, ultimately, he's the lamb of God, um, you know, and he loves us. He treats us gently. He's the good shepherd. And all those other things are still true at the same time. But ultimately, it always boils down to we're that sheep. He's pursuing that lost one sheep and the Lord will move heaven and earth to get that one sheep. So anybody in the comments or anywhere you're at, if you're standing in a church, anybody that hinders the, the, the preacher or the people in there getting to Jesus, hearing the gospel, this is not of God. Yeah. I mean, everything else is secondary to people getting saved. I liked your point regarding the lamb. I mean, he, he, he is the sacrifice. He is the sacrifice. You look at the Old Testament, they had these blood sacrifices that were going on, and a high priest basically, you know, doled them out during a certain times of the year and so forth. Well, Jesus came and fulfilled that whole thing. And so in Book of Hebrews talks about that, that, you know, we have a high priest now, that we don't need a man to be a high priest, that we already have a high priest on the order, not of Aaron or um, um or of uh, Levi, but of Melchizedek, which is God himself. So we have that high priest that stands in the gap for us, who has already atoned our sins long ago uh, and made atonement for them. So we need to focus on the lamb, right? Oh, this is Hebrews. Here we go. So for we have not uh, an high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are yet without sin. You see, he came, he, he fulfilled that. We cannot, we, we were born in a sin. Jesus was born incarnate uh, into the Virgin Mary. So he was not born the same way that we are born into this world. He was able to, and because he is God, he is able to withstand all those temp temptations and actually overcome all of them. And he did that for us. And he's the only one who ever could and ever will and ever would. So uh, if you missed that boat, then you've missed the boat of salvation. And if you missed the, the, the boat of, of God's character and what he did, that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him. I mean, this is a, that's a famous verse, right? That's John three sixteen. I mean, it's, it, it's so true, though, because that's what he did. And then what about the Christians who want to stay during the tribulation, someone asked. Well, if you look at the Bible, uh, God gives people what they want sometimes when it's not good for them. <laughs> so I would say be very careful about wanting that. You know what? I you know, I was just thinking, it just struck me. You know, really, that is a work salvation. I mean, because sure. when I hear from those people, they say, well, you know, you've got to suffer, you right. know, and get martyred. And be and tested. Then, oh, 
Right. So, yeah. And then and they even misquote the verse. This is how silly people can think. <laughs> Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. Right. You know, so they're like, oh, the, the Lord already taught us we're going through the tribulation. But he's <laughs> talking about. So that's what I say to those people that say that. I'll say, well, what about the people that died the last 2000 years that are supposed to be Christians? Right. So they can't go to heaven because they didn't get to live. No, they didn't get through, they didn't get to go through the great tribulation. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I mean, think about it. So that yeah. now that is earning your salvation. That's really what they're saying. And I, I think on the other careful. side, if you looked on the the other extreme, which I call hypergraceism, where you you don't have to even really say the sinner's prayer. Uh, which we see in some churches today in these modern day churches. So it's like this, that some people who don't believe in the rapture, this is their motive. They say that, well, I can just do whatever I want. And then when the rapture happens, then I'll get serious. Or when the tribulation Hmm. starts, that'll be the time I'll start applying the Bible in my life. I'll start, you know, reading the Bible, et cetera. So I think that's on the other extreme. So you got extreme thinks they're going to earn their salvation and and they're not good enough to be raptured. Well, maybe, think, look, if they think they're going to earn their salvation, they really haven't uh, had to have faith in Jesus Christ as their right. Savior as the only way. So yeah, they put, knew they, him, they put their faith in themselves, said, the nature of be Christ. able to do this, and and then God says that they are going to, He's going to send a strong delusion so that they believe a the lie, Amen. and the lie is the opposite of the truth, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. They are going to believe the lie that you do not need Jesus in order to be saved, that you can live forever on who knows what the market. Well, you know, I think the lie. I think I think, in my opinion, the lie will be what Satan told Eve in the garden. Sure, you of course. The mark, oh, you're going to live forever. Don't worry. You'll yeah. become a god. Yeah, you'll I become a god. Yeah. yeah, and you can do it. And you can do it if you do this thing. Uh, I, I I agree with you. I really uh, have started. I think it was a couple of years ago. I really started leaning into like this mark of the beast. They're going to promise is going to probably come with eternal life as well, and it's going to just be like the original deception. I mean, that's what it was. It's like, don't worry, you're gonna you're gonna be like him. You're gonna be like God. You're gonna live forever. Well, that's what these people want, though. I mean, you can see like transhumanism, yeah. and that kind of thing, and, and medicine is like we're going through it right now. It's like, if you just take this, you're not even ever going to get sick. And then that was a total lie. And it was right. like, wait a minute. Okay. Now you're not going to go to the hospital. Okay. Well, that's a lie too. So you're not going to die for sure. If you get this, well, people have, so if they're all lies and, and it's just, these people want to have eternal life by any other means than than what God requires, and that is to believe on his son. It's just, it's like a human construct that, the, that they've always tried to do this, and then Satan is going to come during this tribulation uh, with all lying signs and wonders. And Amen. if you're going to be able to withstand that, well, the very elect will, will be able to withstand that. But I'll tell you this, if you're relying on yourself for salvation— I don't. I, I don't know if you're the elect or not at that point. Right, right. That's so it. So you got to be yeah, really that's... careful about it's wanting bondage. to go into that period of time because it is yeah. going to be tough. It is going to be a rough time. I think when you talk with a lot of people in the world, they see as being a Christian as a bondage. Well, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that. But reality, that's what they don't understand. They're already in bondage to fear of right. death. Yes. Right, fear and bondage of to sin, sin in their lives. 
And then Jesus sets you free. So they've got it backwards. And so when they think Amen. that by rejecting Jesus, oh, I'm free, I'm independent, I'm rebellious, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then they take the mark and they lose, you know, then they become demon possessed, lose their soul, right. eternally damned to hell. The ultimate bondage. Too late. Uh, yeah. It's like being in hell, but you're still on earth. Who was that, Greg? Was that you just recently? Or was it just like, don't look back? You know, there was something, um, Lot's, the Lot's wife syndrome. Uh, did you did you mention no, I, I think that? it may have been Bob or uh, Robert yeah, yeah that brought that up but yeah so so awesome I mean just the analogy of you know it don't look back analogy. because yeah I mean yeah you you'll you'll miss what's coming right for you the goodness when you're looking back at the sin and you're looking back at at the turmoil and the and the things of this world we don't we're not part of this world we're not of this world thank you we're in it but we're not of it I mean, come right. on, we're, we're, we're past this. I mean, yes. Have there been times that I've been tempted in, in areas where, you know, I'll just get online and I'll see something that I'm like, whoa, okay. Well, then there's an area where, you know, the Holy Spirit will grab you and convict you and say, yeah. you know, there, there comes that sickness, right? Yeah. It's like, I don't want any part of that. I don't want any part of that. The flesh that's is true. still, it's still here. We're still in the flesh. Sure. But then that's where the Holy Spirit's going to come in and convict you of that. You're not going to want to do it. And if you do, I think there is an area. I do believe there's an area of deliverance, too. And I, I do think that you guys believe that as well. There's an area of deliverance, but Amen. you have to want it. Right. And then it's going to be gone. At, like, like you said, Jesus sets the captives free. Amen. Pastor uh, Renfrey, yeah, yeah, he sets the captives free, but you have to want it. You have to want that more than you want the flesh to peel you. There's something that's going to be that that pull, right? That tug, yeah, we got even that as a believer. Wheel. The Lord loves us so much. As the oh, you know that old poem. They say, you know, if you love something, set it free. If it comes back to you, it's yours. If it doesn't, it never it never was. It never was. It's it's like uh, you know, think about Adam and Eve. Because I have people, you know, atheists who ask me that. Well, why did God put the tree? And I because God didn't want them to be goldfish. You know, I mean, He mm -hmm. gave them a free will. He opened the door of the cage and said, fly if you want to fly or stay with me. If you love me, stay here in the garden with me or you can fly. So, I mean, God, God gives us that free will. So I always say that the free will that we have is the greatest gift what God ever gave us as a Christian. But if you do not become a Christian, your free will is the worst thing that ever happened to you because you chose to go to hell. And uh, so in the tribulation, I mean, the difference in the tribulation is that's, you know, if you're 20 years old, you say, oh, I've got 50 years or, you know, to decide where I'm going to follow the Lord or not. The tribulation, I mean, one reason why God's doing it, it's like it's in your face. Choose this day whom you will serve. You're going to mm. you're going to take the mark and go to hell or you're going to get your head chopped off. There's going to be famines and starvation and earthquakes and all hell's going to be breaking loose and everything's going to be on the line. So I, that's when I think about people today who don't want to get saved when everything, it doesn't really cost you anything in the Western world to get saved today. And imagine when it's like, you've got just like what happened the last two years. And then they had people in some states pushing people to do what the government wanted them to do. That peer pressure, imagine that times a thousand. Imagine that peer pressure saying that we're going to kill you. You know, just like the way the Nazis treated the Jews in the 1930s and, and 40s where you are a, a pariah for not taking the mark and really ultimately beheaded for it. The pressure to take the mark to eat is going to be huge. And it will only be by the grace of God that people is going to get saved during that time, a huge level of a, a power of God. But you don't, why go there? 
as that verse is saying to us, and everybody, I knew when the Lord gave me that verse, everyone, everyone was going to get off track about once saved, always saved or not. The Lord wants us to see in that text the goodness of God, the rapture, and the severity of God. He will give you what you choose. He will give you what you want, heaven or hell. So that's the severity of God. God is not mocked, it says. Whatever a man sows, he will also reap. Right. So when you reap to the flesh, you reap that work. When you sow to the flesh, you reap a whirlwind, the Bible says. Right. So that's it. To, I would say that's the point God wants us to get. I, I went to that love part because I knew of that strife. But for everybody else that's in the middle there, the 90% of people, the Lord wants us, when you think about your loved ones, when you think about your friends who are not saved, Think about the fact that, yes, God loves you and Jesus is so awesome and he's so great, but he's also going to throw people in hell. He says right in his word, fear not. Jesus said, fear not the one that can kill you, but fear the one that can throw your body and soul into hell. Jesus Christ, as I was saying, people keep talking about the Antichrist. The Lord is raising up the Antichrist to judge the world. The Lord will be the one to throw people to say the word for this person to go to hell. This part, the, the goats and the sheep, Jesus Christ himself will be judging each and every one of us. So, you know, the, the good side of God for us, we celebrate that. But don't forget the severity of God for those who are lost, who do not believe in Jesus Christ. And that's what you've got to get across to people, brothers and sisters. The fact that the Lord, as they say, God's not joking, hell's still smoking. It, it may sound old fashioned to people, but it's real. Hell is real, and people need to know about it, brothers and sisters. Yeah, and this this is real, and this is real. Everything that we speak, the word is alive and active, right? What what is is being presented in our lives is alive and active. It's going. We're going by faith. We're we're work workmen in the field, right? We're workers in the field, and we're doing this because we love the Lord. Amen. Because not because we want some reward, at least I hope that's not, you know, rewards are nice, but ultimately we cast our crowns. We cast those mm -hmm. crowns at his, at his feet. Those, right. those rewards, they're really, they're ultimately his. It's right. just allowing, you know, they're, they're, those rewards are his and, and we're just, you know, we're just the instruments. And so, you know, it becomes so obvious once you get into that relationship with, with uh, the almighty King of Kings, Lord of Lords, that this is something that is a, the greatest love story that has ever been told. Ch Chester, um, I really don't want to get into that tonight. I mean, but uh, Patrick, you, obviously the mark of the beast is not here yet. I mean, that's clear. I mean, amen, because, yeah, because it's a religious thing. Exactly. You have to worship. To worship. Right. But I, I, I would, I, I will say this. I, I think it's kind of like a John the Baptist um, oh, it's like a forerunner. I think it's a test of the, you know, of what's coming. It's a forerunner, and I see it. And so, and see, I think it's like a practice run for people. It's definitely and a I, spirit of antichrist. I think, woke up, I think a lot of people. Hopefully, God did it to wake up a lot of people that hey, look how fast this can this new world order can come. <laughs> yeah, to. there you go. It's like I mean, I think every they said the biggest group that was against it were evangelical Christians. So Bible believing yeah. Christians. So that makes total sense. I mean, who knows how many people started thinking, hey, this is the end times when this was going on. And now we'll, what's think, we'll think of it this way, too. I mean, evangelical Christians, um, you know, know that we, our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. We also know that prayer 
changes things and that prayer can heal. We, all, we know that. We also know that God is an ultimate control of whether or not, um, you know, something happens to us or not. But but we we also have control, um, some control over our bodies and that we don't want to hurt it and things like that, too. But I think it's a lot about faith and that, you know, if you don't if you don't have the Lord Jesus Christ in you and you don't believe in God or whatever and or you believe in a weak God. I mean, you're going to search for any kind of whatever is going on. And plus, you're more susceptible to groupthink and things like that, right. too. So, Amen. yeah, I, I, it makes sense that that would be the group that would be um, probably the most against it. And but it, does, it doesn't mean that if you take it, that you right. are doomed to hell in the lake of fire. Amen. Amen. I Amen. mean, that that is a whole no. I mean, there are people that are taking the vaccine that are worshiping Jesus daily. Right. So, I mean, right. but I think that the concept, like God, you're God right. Amen, brother. I just want to say, I agree with you to clarify that. Absolutely. I think though, the, the idea of how we saw it universal and mandatory is like what the mark's going to be. This whole idea of mandatory stuff against people's free will, or you can't buy, sell or trade without it. I think that even the face diaper was first and then the other one. So I mean, that in the whole world was doing it suddenly, a worldwide event, the yeah. first time since the flood. I think that's alarm bells are going off. Well, God's using it to to wake people up, right? I mean, God is using them. Man will try to use it for bad and evil, but God, but God will use it for good. And he will, he will, he will say, look, People can actually become like this mass herd thing and believe something scary. That, like I was just talking about earlier, they told you this was going to be, this is going to be, and they're, they're lies. And so, but people will will go with it. And we're seeing a little bit happen right now with Russia and Ukraine. I mean, the, the people are like mass hysteria on, on doing things. I mean, it's all the same kind of thing. It's a psychosis. That's this group think thing. And, it's and I'm telling you, it's really waking scary. people up to see, like, how could this happen where an Antichrist could come into power? Well, this if you if you think that now, you haven't been following the news for the past two or two, three years because I mean, all, the world look at all is the propaganda from the media. Open yeah, to I mean, that. People, you know, I was always shocked that people would believe what they see on the mainstream media, but there's yeah. obviously half at least half the population of the group. It. I, I, that always still blows me away. How could it's, they? It's, I mean, this is like you talk about what the Nazi propaganda or the Soviet Union propaganda. I mean, this is the same or worse. I don't know. As a matter of fact, there was a quote today. I, I know you keep up with this. Maybe Assad said today, Bashar Assad, the dictator of Syria, said today, you know, in the free West, you're only allowed to have one opinion. That's pretty bad when a brutal dictator has to say that, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. That's pretty bad. No, when, when when Iran is calling out the prime minister of Canada, right? I mean, you know that something's gone haywire. Right. Well, you now, know, the Lord had spoke to me, brothers, as we were talking about. I just want to say, uh, you know, because I'm always one to hold back on being excited about the rapture because I don't want to be disappointed. But, I mean, just today, the Lord spoke to me the word harposo. Nice. And, and yeah, out of the blue and and all the things the Lord's been showing me, which we just touched on a little bit. I'm telling you, we are on the brink of the rapture. 
And so that's why we need to be excited. And the Lord gave me another thing that I've been posting on Facebook sometimes about it. Don't sing a dirge in the midnight hour, but sing praises to the Lord. (laughs) And he gave me the text from the book of Acts chapter 16, where the apostle Paul and Silas are in the Philippian jail Mm -hmm. in the inner prison. And it says at the midnight hour, they began to sing praises to the Lord. And then they got delivered. They were and they convert right? and they converted many. <laughs> right. So yeah. the, the the people are people are going to get converted when we get raptured. Can yeah. you imagine people that saw these videos that aren't saved or Jewish people will be provoked to jealousy? Yes. And and there's and our relatives who are who are on the fence. And when we get raptured, there's going to be lots of people that's going to fall on their knees and say they were right, they were right, they were right. I can't Amen. believe I missed it. Can you imagine? We will have that last witness. It's going to be awesome. It's going to it be is. awesome, brothers and sisters. It's and that is our glory. That is our, our blessed hope, right? The Amen. glorious appearing of the Lord and Savior, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Titus 2.13, that's it. He is Amen. going to descend from heaven, and he's, he's going to, to carry blow us that trumpet. Hallelujah. I looked across Jordan, and what did I see? But a band of angels coming for to carry me home. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. That's what we're looking forward to. And that's why when you hear the word hapazo, you're like, oh, glory. Oh, glory. Here it comes. <laughs> yeah, and I heard it the way you pronounced it. I always pronounce it wrong. The way you said it is the way I heard it. So I'll give you uh, to say that, that you're, you're doing the right pronunciation. That's what I heard. And there's a sister who's very mature in the Lord, who's a regular follower. And she heard today the word vertical from the Lord. And she texted me, hey, I heard the word vertical from the Lord. And the Lord had just spoken to me, Harpozo. So I was like, all right. Well, that makes sense. We're definitely like not it. going horizontal, are we? We're going <laughs> uptime. It's uptime, isn't it, Greg? That's right. It's uptime. Amen. We're going home, brothers and sisters. It is a, it's Yeah, a, that's the know? thing. It's home, right? I mean, that's the other part, too, is that... Mm. I think you said it really well. You got to take a look at the big picture and this is just a tiny little part of eternity. So it, whatever you think is worth it here to go away from God and, and do whatever the world's doing. Let me tell you, it's just a little tiny slice and it doesn't get you anywhere. Uh, the bigger picture is eternity and having those rewards forever. I mean, that's really what you got to be striving for. Yes, I mean, hallelujah. as a Christian who's saved, you got to be trying to go for those rewards because I mean, you're going to, you're going to have those forever, forever. I mean, those are, that's a long time. (laughs) I mean, right now we do things so that we can get something that night, like a, uh, you know, a a ticket to a a baseball game or something so we can enjoy two rival teams playing so we can cheer and have a great time for Mm. what? Three hours. What did Jesus say? Store up your treasures in heaven, not on earth, right? Jesus said, store up your treasures in heaven for where your treasures are. That's where your heart will be. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's why this world has nothing for me. I will follow you. That's it. Hallelujah. Blessed assurance. Jesus is mine. That's it. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. That's it. Heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of his spirit. Washed in his blood. blood. This Amen. is my story. This is my, my song. song. I'm praising my Savior all the day. Hallelujah. See, now that's a go. song that's, See, that's assurance, I, you know. That's I'm not, not much a, of a I'm not much of a singer, but you know what? I can hum it. So there you go. <laughs> I, I can do something. Because in there it talks about I'm not completely you're with us in spirit, Greg. Amen. Well, in, in voice box too, but just in, voice in a box. different way, you know? Um, so yeah. How about a couple of questions while we still have a couple of minutes? Uh, what's the difference between a person's mind and their soul? Pastor Patrick. Well, I will say this. The Bible says that we have three parts, which is King James will say heart, but that's your spirit, man, the heart. 
then your mind and soul are really the same thing. That's your human, earthly, fallen nature, and then your physical flesh. So a lot of times when we read the Bible, we talk about the flesh. It's really true. My hand cannot sin. It's just a piece of meat. That's the flesh. But really when it's talking about the flesh, it's talking about your sin nature. So the soul and the mind, or the id, as they may say in science, that is the same thing. And then your spirit man or your heart is the spirit that's really in the image of God. So we have three parts, like the Trinity. There's three three parts of us. And the Bible says the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. That's how we let our light so shine. So that's why when we talk about reading the Bible and all those things and praying and worshiping God, you feed your spirit. So as they say, if you we talk about sin, if you feed your mind by looking at pornography, doing drugs or whatever, you're strengthening your fallen nature, your soul, your soul. But if you feed your spirit by reading the Bible, praise and worship in the Lord, watching Christian videos, et cetera, et cetera. It, you know, you want your spirit man to rule you and not your soul or your mind, mm. your natural fallen nature. So that's well why it said. says to not lean on your own understanding. <laughs> that's a good one. Right. That's it. Yeah. Because yeah. that's it's your mind, right? Jesus. You're going to reason something out. But if you do that, you could come to the wrong conclusion. And we've seen people every day do that. Amen. They, they, they lean on their own understanding. And instead of um, following uh, God's They're carnal minded, not spiritual minded. They're Correct. thinking with their, with their mind or their flesh, as the Bible might say, flesh. But referring to, you know, your hand is, is the flesh, but it can't do anything. It doesn't have a mind. It's, this mind is controlling it. Just like if you think of the body of Christ. I mean, even though you're the hand or the foot or the ear or whatever, but the head of the church is Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we move in a line. So that's the thing about working with the Lord, being led by the spirit. You think about it as a body. I mean, my hand by itself or me by myself, I'm nothing, but it's Christ within me. That's right. doing it. So the Lord is leading me, commanding me, and then I'm doing something for him after Amen. I'm saved. <laughs> and we don't want to like uh, do something destructive there because the house divided will fall. So Amen. yeah, we That's work right. in concert together. So if you if you saw somebody punching themselves in the face, you would say, the mind of this person is not connected to this. Yeah. You know, they're they're doing something that's not coming from a right mind. Duh. It's not but yeah. the Lord is not leading you to punch the body of Christ. Correct. Pretty obvious. Uh, all right. One last one. Um, let's see. I got another one here. Well, you know what? I don't typically bring these up because this is, this is something it's talking about another, you know, believer. And I, I don't know too much about Mr. Bullock. Um, I, I, I've seen some of his stuff and uh, I, I don't know. I got to be honest with you. I, I'm discerning uh discernment of spirits here that I, I i tend to stay away from i haven't seen him so. these prophetic uh movements but that's just that's just me um well if know, he says that we're in the 11th hour meaning that we're in the last days okay great i agree with that yeah <laughs> yeah if if that's if that's what he says that's I mean, what it is that's yeah. what it is uh, in a general sense however there's some things where he's been wrong in the past so i really? you know i've never seen him so where you, well yeah. i mean you know what if, as long, if he said, thus saith the Lord, and he's wrong, okay, well, then, you know, pre- repent. He needs to mature. Yeah, but if you never did that and just said, hey, this is what I think, fine with me. You, everyone it. can have an opinion. <laughs> That's right. the difference. That's it, brother. You know, someone yeah. says, I feel like the Lord has shown me this date. You know, I think maybe, in my opinion, <laughs> the rapture could be this day. That's not the same as saying, thus says the Lord, the rapture will be this day. That's yeah. the next you know, that's exactly. Yeah, we, we're careful. We're careful of that here, too. Yeah, well, uh, and, yeah uh, we are. We are. And, because, uh, I mean, we don't want to be um, we don't want to be like accused of being 
prof, false prophet and this and that. That just hurts the body of Christ. Right. Um, but we can speculate and we can say it looks like this. And Bob Barber does a lot of that. And he says, you know, I'm trying right. to put the pieces together. And this That's, is what it looks yes, like. legitimate, right. We don't come out every week and say, hey, this is the reason why the rapture is going to be this Thursday. And then the next week say, actually, the rapture is <laughs> going to be this Thursday. And, you know. No. Yeah. Uh, we also say that that um, we don't know when the rapture is going to take place, um, but we see the day approaching, so it's getting close. Let's put it that Amen. way. It's getting closer every day. <laughs> Amen. I mean, Amen. I, I, yeah, it is getting closer, and uh, we're all you know we're all kind of watcher watching watchmen watch women, and uh, yeah, I love this it. Is, the, this the is rapture, something. Greg. The rapture will be on the day of the rapture. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I like that. That's the best quote I think I've seen. We can, all we can, yeah, quote Back that. I'm going to make sure I make that a banner for next yeah. time. Yeah, uh, the Kevin rapture Huckley. will be on the day of the rapture, <laughs> and no sooner and no later. Amen. Amen. Oh man. Uh, well, this was awesome, brothers. Thank you, um, everyone. Thank you for being online. I know, uh, you know, there there's some people uh, at the beginning who kind of got a little up in arms about certain things, and you know what? Listen, let's let's be at peace with one another, love one another as the Lord loves us. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we're looking forward to that blessed hope and appearing of glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior. We really are. We all are here. And um, man, I just have to thank you, Pastor Patrick Winfrey. Um, and listen, I know you're going to say, don't thank me, right? Yeah, <laughs> thank <that's it. laughs> Don't thank me. Thank the Lord. And yeah, we do. We thank you, Father. We thank you for everything that you've done. Would you like to uh, just close us in prayer? I know we're a little over time, but. Okay, Absolutely. Praise the Lord, brothers. That's all I can say. Father, you said in your word, Psalm 133, how good and pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. It is the like the oil that ran down Aaron's beard, even to the hem of his garment. Oh, Father, we thank you for the oil of gladness and joy that we have in the bond of unity, Lord, and peace that we have in Christ Jesus. Father, I just speak over this video, over all the simulcast devices and channels, the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be upon everybody. Everyone under the sound of my voice, I speak the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ upon you. I pray that every person under the sound of my voice, if you don't know that you know that you know 100% in your heart that you are born again, that you will reach out and contact one of us, that we are here to help you and encourage you. And Lord, I ask you to use us, Lord. Bring those who need our help to us, Lord that we may help them connect to you, Lord, that make sure of their salvation in Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you for this messages tonight, for the sharing tonight. Father, bless every single person under the sound of my voice, Lord. Yes, with your peace, your joy, and your love. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And I know some people were asking where to find you. Pastor Patrick, go ahead. There's your, you can put your plug in. Oh, uh, well, I have a YouTube channel and it's Pastor Patrick Winfrey is my YouTube channel. You can find me there. I'm also on Facebook. But if you go to my YouTube channel, I'm, the Lord give me another thing about the, now. The Lord told me to do a live video every night for 30 days to 4-4-22. There again with that 22 thing, it's like two times two is four. I'm not one of those people that do that stuff. So the Lord directed me to do it. So I'm doing it. So I'm live every night. Uh, I've been like going live. For the last two years, since all this started in March of 2020, and but not every night, maybe tw two nights a week. And now I'm live every night and because it's almost over with and I'm not setting any dates, but we need to be ready. 
We need to be prepared, brothers and sisters. And that's why we got to turn our eyes upon Jesus, brothers and sisters. And so when just think about it, when you get before Jesus and he's going to be like, you know, the love, did you love the brethren? You know, did you love your neighbor? That's what the Lord's going to be looking at. I'm talking about after you, you know, you're saved and you get to heaven. We're talking about rewards and all that. We're not talking about not getting into heaven. I'm talking to Christians. When you get there, the Lord's going to be like, look what you did. You're in the comments. You're attacking. And then somebody, a non-believer, got turned away because you're being rude in there. Can you imagine if the Lord showed you, here's that person over there. They're not with us. And then there you are looking. Can you imagine that? How yeah, horrible that person that's suffers be. loss, don't they? It's horrible. So just think, just think about that. Je- the mind of Christ, we're supposed to have the mind of Christ. And Jesus came to seek and save the lost. He said, I came not to destroy men's lives, but to save them. He wants us to have life and life abundantly. He said, the enemy comes not, but to kill, steal, and destroy. John chapter 10. So anytime you're killing, you're stealing, you're destroying someone's faith or their peace, this is not from the Lord. But Jesus came to give us life and life abundantly and joy and peace and all those things in the Holy Ghost, as the Bible says. So that's what I want to say to you guys. That's what the Lord put me on here tonight up for. I knew what was going to happen when I got on here when the Lord gave me that verse. But the Lord said, no, I want you to do it. So the Lord said his word would not return unto him void, but accomplish whatever he pleases. So I know there's people that, that have been in the, caught in the wrong paradigm. And the Lord has set you free tonight by these words. And I praise God for it, for what all of us said. Everybody said something that was setting the captives free from the word of God. So I'm so excited. I know that people got saved tonight, rededicated their lives and got and got peace in their life where they've had no peace. So praise the Lord for that. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited Amen. what the Lord's doing. May you be delivered and Amen. may we humbly walk with our good Lord. Thank you, everyone. God bless you. And Lord willing, we'll be back next week.